it raised a lot of uh, questions, but it also has potential for a lot of opportunities for partnership. I say it raised a lot of questions because it seems to continue on this uh, angle or uh, line of uh, Africa and African leaders being herded to a European capital, whether it's in this case uh, Italy or Rome or Washington or London or uh, Moscow. And uh, it reinforces this very patronizing relationship of uh, colonizer versus colonized. Uh, It reinforces those structures. It reinforces these ideations and ideas of Africa as constantly having this begging bowl and constantly only receiving aid, handouts from richer countries rather than mutually beneficial relationships between Europe, or in this case, Italy and Africa. But uh, having said that, I think there's opportunities for growth in terms of the actual plan, particularly when we're thinking about creation of employment opportunities for uh, Africa's uh, young population and its growing youthful population, but also the use of uh, science and technology from the more advanced countries to mitigate climate change, but also to offer alternative energy sources for Europe, particularly in light of some of the challenges we have with Ukraine right now and some of the problems with uh, shipping lanes around the Middle East because of uh, the challenges with the Houthis and the problems in Gaza. Uh, Talking of the plan, this particular plan itself, what do you make of the complaints by some that the plan was drawn without consulting anybody on the African side? I think that is a very valid complaint. I think it's a challenge also because it seems like the plan was really written in Europe by Europeans for Africans without really the interest of the continent being taken on board. Uh, there really doesn't seem to have been an African, common African position of all the participant countries around this question of that plan. And I'm specifically thinking about a, a reforming of the plan so that we move away from um, the dependence on fossil fuels. This plan still is heavily reliant on traditional fossil fuels, uh, which we know have been a, a major problem, not only in terms of climate change around the world, but also for with entrenching some of these very repressive regimes that are dependent on oil. So I think that was one angle to it. I think the second angle and something that was not really addressed, I think is which is more historical and philosophical, but which also needs attention, is the colonial legacy of Italy in Africa and the broader question of reparations and an apology of Italy for a lot of the crimes that were committed you know, against the African continent. And here I'm specifically thinking about uh, Ethiopia and, and, and some of the, the, the war crimes there. But lastly, the other element that was not really addressed effectively was this question of migration, EU migration, and Italy's place within that uh, migration narrative. But also the challenging position of Prime Minister Meloni's coalition, some of her more right-wing elements, some of the very racist and fascist comments that Prime Minister Meloni has said that uh, tend to dehumanize migrants and are very racist also towards Africans in particular who are just trying to find a better life in Europe through Italy. What does it say about African leaders, a continent of over a billion people, most of them young, not being able to sit among themselves and drop plans like this to develop countries on the continent instead of running to other developed uh, economies? 
it's a continuation of this practice of dependence of African leadership on richer countries. It's embarrassing to see, again, so many of our leaders being herded together in one capital under the auspices of former colonial master without a plan, uh, without an agenda, with these very unequal kind of conferences and environments. But I think more broadly, it shows our lack of ideas on the continent. We're not generating ideas. We're not uh, creators of new modes of thinking to deal with global challenges, but leadership is constantly domesticated around uh, being benign actors, being victims, always being receivers of aid and handouts. But I think the continent really needs to think more deeply around uh, more proactive steps to actually find African solutions within Africa in cooperation with other continents and other countries. But I think ultimately, really, it's not tenable. It's not uh, beneficial to continue to have highest level of our leaders constantly go out with begging bowls to European or American or Asian capitals to seek aid when really, if we had better systems of governance, stronger institutions and uh, better incentives to create wealth on the continent, I think would do a lot better than constantly going to, to beg for help in Europe or in the United States or China.